0: Hey guys, welcome to the number 58 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. And guys, I am sorry for the confusion and the excitement I might have brought to you guys about the views. I said we could be like around 20 away. I thought in my mind, 510, not 610. We're currently at 492 views. So right now we need 118 views. And we need, if we hit uh, the... Uh, 610 view mark by October 20th. We have three episodes of with Chase on October 21st and if we do hit the mark by the end of Halloween, so right before November 1st, and you will see two episodes of with Chase on November 2nd. Yeah, I hope you guys uh, do enjoy this episode. Today we are going to be breaking down uh, my number 10 player, my number 9 player, my number 10 player is how literal, my number 9 player is Denny object. I'm going to be breaking them down to what I think they're going to do this season. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do subscribe, follow, share, view, because uh, we are looking to hit that 610 view mark. by uh, a uh, certain about a time, a bit different amount of episodes per day. Uh, I really not mention that. If you uh, didn't hear or you had a misconfusion, just go back, pause it if you have to. But if you don't have much time today... But, uh, yeah, we still are recording an episode and got the Ravens game coming up in about, uh, let me do some quick mathematics, and it's in about three and a half hours. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for that because my favorite football team is Baltimore Ravens. If your guys' favorite football team is Baltimore Ravens, you guys know how fun Ravens games are. I hope you guys have a great time tonight. I know I'm going to have a great time tonight for that game for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I think we should to get into it and start with how i never a number 10 player because, I'm really a big fan of Howl Meadow. I like Howl Meadow. I think of all the guys that I mentioned so far, I was I'm not most excited to talk about because I think there's not as much to talk about with him as like Corey Kitts from for Denny Object is coming up. But I think that Howland Meadow is easily one of my favorite players to watch on the Wizards. I really like how we could just pure score. I mean last year he had a career high in field goal percentage. Had a, uh, had a, and by the way, guys, Howlin' Leto has played six seasons in the NBA when I do say like third best, second best, all that. So he had a career high in field goal percentage. He had uh, a third best in his career three point percentage and a second best in his career free throw percentage. He also had 1.1 steals, which is a career high for him. He also had a career high in assists uh, and every rebound category as well as points through game. So Howlin' Leto is really, uh, you know, Bit, and he tied his pretty high in blocks, which is 0.1, so it doesn't matter much. But, like, Howell Meadow is really just a guy that can score the ball. And you're probably like, Chase, 8.7 points per game isn't a lot. It isn't, but it's because a lot of the games he didn't get time. When Howell Meadow actually does get time, he has some stretches where he'll go on, like, an eight zero run. Not the Wizards. He could go on an eight zero run. He could immediately turn the game around. He could be a spark. And it's really important for the Wizards to have that because out of all the guys that I've mentioned so far in my rankings, no one really can do that. Like Aaron Holiday, who's going to be his other guard off the bench, getting he's more of a passive defense guy. Well, I think Neto could be just kind of a great scorer. So I think both of them will fit next to each other great. But I think the main thing for how Neto this season is actually going to be, I think that his defense is going to improve significantly. Yes, I use that word significantly. Because, like, yes, he had 1.1 steals. But, like, his man-to-man defense was never, like, anything, like, really that good. And, like, it won't be anything on the stat sheet that shows up. It's kind of like Corey Kisper, right? Nothing shows up on the stat sheet for his defense. But if you actually watch, like Corey Kisper, very good defender. I think Colorado will do that Colorado will take a big step in his defensive ability. And I think he will be easy. He, I mean, he won't, he won't be like a lockdown defender, but he won't be the easiest guy to score on either. I think he will improve in that category. And I think it will just open up the court for the Wizards because I do think that is a reason why. Not it will improve on the defensive side of the ball. It's because he's playing next to Aaron Holiday, who in my opinion is a very good defender. And I think they're both going to be happy to work with each other and switch spots between point guard and shooting guard. And both of them are like a point guard and a shooting guard. So I wonder how, uh, you know, West Hampton Jr. is going to handle that who's going to play a point guard, who's going to play shooting guard. Personally, I think Aaron Holiday should be the point guard and Holland Laird should be the shooting guard. I think Kyle style just fits more of a shooting guard and will be able to get more open looks. Score the ball and will also have easier matchups on defense for him to develop. Well Erin Holiday already, in my opinion, a decent defender, so I think that, in my personal opinion, that would be what the Wizards should do and what uh, Westmont Junior should decide to do. But that is Westmont Junior's decision, and I'm not a professional NBA coach, so uh, I mean that that's up to that's up to West Junior for sure. But I do think that Ern uh, Holiday will move up to about nine points per game, so really staying the same. I mean, assists. And rebounds will stay the same, and his percentages will really stay the same. Again, that key thing for him is just going to be defense. And I think he's going to improve, again, I'll use the word, significantly. Yes, I think his defense will improve significantly. It will be a key factor for the Wizards. To have two guards off the bench, that could be pretty good on defense. on lockdown, down, but not easy to score on either. So I think that that would be a really helpful well, the Wizards are just a out of that, and I think they will get that out of a problem. only a little bit of time left, but uh, we, we definitely got to talk about Denny Avdia. He's one of the most important players we got to talk about for the season. Because Denny Avdia, you know, he suffered a, uh, you know, a hairline fracture in his ankle uh, last year in April, late April against the Warriors. But even before that, Denny Avdia... He really didn't really know his role yet on the wizards and the wizards didn't really have a role for him some games they needed him to get like 10 points per game and sometimes he do it and then sometimes you needed him to <coughs> excuse me play two minutes and then do nothing right i mean they didn't really have a role for him he couldn't stay consistent because he couldn't really stay in the court because he also had some other injuries throughout the year so i mean his percentages weren't that good 41-31-64. That's not good at all. And he only averaged 6.3 points. But I, I, I feel like I've said defense more in this episode than I have on many other episode. His defense is really what made him stand out, right? It was that defensive ability that made him stand out over everyone else on the court. It was that defense. Because Danny in my opinion, should have... If he stayed healthy for the rest of the season, I think he would have made rookie Albury, uh, second team... Because of how good that defense is, personally, I think he would have made it just because of how good that defense was. Even if it's, even if his offense was still struggling, and even though the Wizards do win games down the stretch, their defense is significantly worse. I said significantly more than any other episode. Now. Yeah, the Wizards' defense was significantly worse. But once Danny Ainge went out, oh, um, and, and it tells you something because usually you think a guy like that like later in the rotation. Wouldn't exactly make as much of a difference, but he really did. He was a really, really good defender for the Wizards. And I think it's gonna be great to have him back. I still don't know what he's gonna look like. We haven't seen anything from him in the preseason. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's definitely gonna be great for the Wizards. I do think his key though is definitely going to be improving the three-point shot. And they already talked about this, how a lot of the players like uh, you know, I say Todd, Rihach Moore, Denny the these guys should be in shooting camp. Just make to sure, make sure that shot be the best that it could be, and I also think that he is gonna, he's not going to uh, really improve on footwork just as hard after coming off an injury, but he will improve on his dribbling skills, so I think it will be his third year that he really takes a jump to really be able to create his own shot at will, or not at will, but he'll be able to create his own shot easier, and I think that this season is all about developing the dribbling for creating his own shot, but I do think that his shooting ability uh, will have to... Uh, come to season for the Wizards. It would be really important for them off the bench. And I do think it will improve. We'll be up to 34%. It's nothing amazing. Still about average. But I think that that's a significant uh, step because say he gets up the next year, he climbs 3% again up to 37%. Right? And that's a, I mean, that's a big difference there, you know? So, I mean, if he continues to be taking jumps, uh, significant jumps, or even just a little bit of a jump, and this three point shot and just a shot in general will be really important for the Wizards. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be really important for the Wizards. And yeah, I mean, if you guys want to see my stat, my stat line for, uh, by the way, for Hall Meadow, I again, nine points, everything staying the same, just the defense that improves. And then for Denny Ongke, I think we'll move up to eight points per game, everything else staying the same rebounds, assists, steal clock, maybe steals will go up to almost one game. And his three-point percentage will go up to 34%. His field goal percentage will go up to 42%, I'll say. And his free throw percentage will go up to, let's say, let's give him 67%. But, yeah, that is going to do it. I uh, hope you guys did enjoy this episode. Broke down Denialti and Can Hal Ken Halimeno, really good I need him to – I think he's going to improve on the defensive side of the ball. I think Denialti will really improve shooting the ball. So that's what I think is going to happen for these two guys. Tell me what you guys think. I'll put it. Um, down who you think is going to have a better season Danny any or how then uh, i won't say that uh i'll, I'll think of a question that to, to, to ask you guys got ask you guys for sure we're going to build a community over there and uh, yeah i think it's really important that you guys respond thank you for everyone who has responded but yeah um we're looking at 610 views by october 20th to get three episodes of wish talk with chase on october 21st and we will get two episodes of wish talk with chase on november 2nd if we do hit the uh the <laughs> excuse me, the 610 you mark by uh, the end of October. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will see you next time. Peace. Enjoy the Ravens game tonight, if any of you are Ravens fans. Peace.